Wow. People, another week of the Figure It Out podcast, Chiefs edition, full recap with me, Chandler Collins. Chiefs win the game yesterday against the Green Bay Packers in a Super Bowl one rematch. They win by a final score of 13 to seven. Thank God. I'll start off by saying that, um, you know, we'd have a much different headspace and attitude today. um, If the chiefs had lost seven to 13, Um, another very empty win. Um, This one has a little bit left more in the glass than the giants win did because the Packers were only missing one player yesterday. Uh, I guess you can count two. I don't think Jair Alexander played either. But, I mean, everyone knows both sides of the, the football field yesterday. If Aaron Rodgers plays, it's a completely different game. But no one feels sorry for the Packers. Um, I'm sorry. Chiefs handle business. Very ugly again. Um, like I said, by a score of 13 to seven, uh, I'm going to welcome on Johnny Rowe now, Johnny, before I get going or before I let you get going here, uh, another game where the chiefs come out on fire and then just presumably putter out as the game goes on. Um, and then they kind of get the engine red back up, but just what were your thoughts yesterday? Kind of maybe, is there another game comparison that you have? Because I know I have one after you go that, that this game reminded you of. Um, your thoughts on the game, buddy, and welcome to board. What's up, Chan? Um, okay, so I think it's really comparable to the majority of the season. The Chiefs have had pretty good opening drives. They just turned the ball over. They haven't been able to finish. I, I believe this was another 15-16 play drive to start the game off with fourth down conversions. I mean, it looked good. Um, But this team struggles. The team is struggling putting the ball in the end zone. It's incredibly frustrating. And the play calling is bizarre to me. Never really thought that in the Andy Reid tenure as coach. And yeah, you said empty. Another empty win. It's, uh, It's perplexing, Chandler, because I'm so I'm really trying to figure out what the problem is. And I, I don't know. My brain is going to such lengths because I'm like, is it, is it Andy Reid? Like, is Andy Reid still feeling? Is he not the same guy since his son Britt Reid had the incident before the Super Bowl? Like, is that playing a factor? Is Eric Bieniemy being given all of the reins for play calling this year? And we're seeing why he hasn't become a head coach in this league yet. Is Patrick Mahomes... Still struggling because, you know, before before he's been quoted saying like he doesn't know how to read defenses and he's and and be and being given an offensive line that's this good. Is he being forced to read defenses and he's being exposed because he doesn't know how to because he's not just playing backyard football. I'll even go to this length, Chandler, like this is where my mind is going for weeks. Travis and Patrick have not been on the same page, right? Travis's body language has been poor. You know, I follow them on social media pretty closely, and I have not seen them like buddy-buddy on social media in some time. Did Patrick and Travis get into a fight off the field, and now they're, at, they're, 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 they're butting heads? Like, 
this is where my brain is going because I don't know what's wrong. It can't be as easy as Mahomes has been figured out. There's no way. Did you see that third down conversion at the end of the game? The guy still got it in his bag. I don't know what the issue is. What do you think? You know, I hadn't really thought about it. I've obviously been thinking about what I think the problems are with this team. And when you list them off like that, it's the first time where I've actually heard it aloud. And I think the answer that I have now is, it's just a little bit, I think, of all of that. And it's combobulating into shittiness. You know, you take a little bit here and a little bit there. Most teams have like one major problem. We have like eight very stupid minor problems and it seems like they're all just accumulating now of course we have major issues too but every team does but like it's almost things that aren't even on the field that are holding the chiefs back it's like that they it's it it legit looks like they don't get along they're bickering with each other uh you know the defense tried to bring some energy to the crowd yesterday but like i saw this tweet the other day johnny and it was like chiefs 2019 and the players on the field just looked like they were having fun and, and the defense was dancing and they had some swagger about them. This defense is just kind of boring and just st- – no one – both sides of the football seem like they want to make a play. Like they don't seem like they have that want to to just go out and get it done themselves. They're waiting on everybody else to make a play. And I think you even texted me yesterday, Johnny. I think you texted me something like, everyone's afraid to fail. And that's exactly how they're playing, dude. It's exactly how. Like, they just don't have a confidence in themselves or each other, obviously. Um, And it shows week in and week out. I mean, there is no way that we should have only scored 13 points yesterday. It's like they're not hungry. Like, it's the... And I hate saying stuff like this. Like, it seems so easy, but, like, they've gotten the Super Bowl. They watch Mahomes every single week, and they're basically like, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, Mahomes is just going to save us. And it's like they've gotten complacent. And then what's also frustrating, and I really hit on this last week, is, like, when the players, like, can't handle the criticism and high expectations from the fan base, and they go at the fan base. It's so – it's just a weird – situation overall you know even like the atmosphere at arrowhead on tv doesn't look the same and i really want this to get figured out like we all do i think it will but but if it doesn't like it's just going down a road that feels like a an ugly breakup like just it feels like people are just going to like need to move on and that it's gotten stale. You know, I, I I struggle even saying this stuff, but like, like Travis and Patrick are so far off as, as on the same page and on track they were for the last three years, they are equally as off track right now. In eight games. Yeah. You, you, you look at, some of the play yesterday, Mahomes is just like missing Travis wide open. Like he's not seeing him when he does throw it to him. Travis is dropping it before last week. Travis had the, the longest consecutive streak in the NFL of without a drop. And like now the last two games, he's dropping the ball. It looks like he, 
The ball's not where he's assuming it's going to be. They're just not on the same page. Shoot, Chandler, even the touchdown, Travis had to go way up. Like, and he's wide open. Mahomes, like, like it's that's why I'm saying I, I have this, like, weird, crazy theory that there's some sort of beef between them or baggage right now because the 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 nonverbal communications aren't there. Like, I, I pay attention to stuff like this. I didn't see Mahomes, like, in there, like, rah with Travis after he threw the touchdown to him. Like, usually Mahomes, and maybe you did, so you can correct me, but, like, usually Mahomes is the first one in there. Like, Travis, you're my best friend. We hang out all the time. Let's go, bro. Hell yeah. And I didn't really see that from him yesterday. So I, I, I'm really confused as to what's going on. In Mahomes' post-game press conference, one of the reporters asked him, he threw a deep ball way down the field, and, if, and they showed it. Aikman and, and Buck covered it. You know, Travis is wide open in the middle of the field. And Mahomes basically answered the question by saying, yeah, I saw Travis, but I thought I'd throw it downfield and give us a chance because you never know what happens when you give other guys a chance like that. And to me, I just like, you know, Travis is open for the first down. What, why are you just forcing something down the field into triple coverage when your best friend is wide open in the middle of the field who you throw it to all the time? So like, it's just not making sense. And at the rate that, you know, Mahomes is not throwing a good deep ball right now. You'd think he'd just take the, wide open, best tight end in the league in the middle of the field, who's your best friend option? I don't know why he's not doing it. Yeah, I don't either. And you're completely right. Um, the The chemistry is not there and it's glaring. I, I, I can't, I mean, we could go through some crazy scenarios of what we think has happened, but like, I can't even begin to like break down what could possibly have put them off so much i mean like not to get you know you alluded to the social media not to spend too much time on this but i swear over halloween they were like all together right like i think that that it's just got to be something weird dude and i don't i don't understand because yeah that play he's wide open and quite honestly i don't see us trying quick game and quick passes and out routes to travis kelsey as much as i have in the past and we can get to the play calling in a second but again, another week where we don't get the quick game going, we don't run the ball. It's like we it's like we're we have to we have to hit a home run. And instead we're not taking the singles and the doubles that we get so often that gives us the ability to hit 2-0. I mean, it it, it doesn't seem like it's rocket science to me. And yet these are NFL coaches. When you have safeties playing 15 yards off the ball, you have to run. You have to, or a quick screen, or just get the ball to Tyreek, snap the ball and get it to him right now. I saw the Titans do this last night. It was, you know, the corner was seven, five or seven yards off Julio Jones. Tannehill snaps the ball and just throws it out there and he's going to make a play and he's going to fall forward. It's like, we're, we're not, we're trying too hard. We're making this game that's a simple game at the core into a really difficult, uh, really difficult uh, thing to accomplish. And it, 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 I think it's coming down to coaching, Johnny. I really do. You'd have to think that because you don't just go from 
like legitimately the most badass motherfucker in the league in Patrick Mahomes voted in the offseason by your peers as the number one player in the league to like inept worse numbers than Jordan Love kind of stuff like and and, and you have to think it's they're, they're getting too cute one drive in particular stands oh. out from the second half first play of the drive you hand it off to Gore and he gets seven eight yards off the left side of the offensive line Side note, I cannot believe he didn't get more than that. It looked like it was wide open for a 30-yard gain. And then it, so it's like it's like second and three, two or three. And then you just have like an RPO weird pass that's incomplete to Blake Bell. And then you throw third down behind Travis Kelsey and he drops it when I st- still think he should have caught it. But but like y- you ran the ball so effectively on first down, and, and then Troy Aikman pointed this out. Like, why are you getting away from that? Just keep doing it. One thing that is kind of frustrating, I do feel like, and it might be that the run game is just too cute. You know, they they do these so many of these RPOs that they're they're starting their running backs who aren't the the best athletes, right? Like Daryl Williams and Gore, like aren't gonna wow you with their testing numbers, right? No. So they're starting them in shotgun next to Patrick without any momentum with the ball, and then a lot sometimes the Chiefs have like negative rushing plays. And I feel like when they get downhill in I formation and they hand it off, like, you know, old school football or just really how football should be played, then guys like Williams can use their size to their advantage and get downhill. There was that third and four on the first drive where they in, in third and third and fourth on the first drive, they were inside the 10, I believe, or something, you know, or, or close. They were inside the red zone. Um, they handed it off. And Gore, and, they, and Gore gets, uh, Williams gets hit in the backfield, shakes the guy off and gets the first down. It's like, yeah. that's how you play to your personnel and your skill set, right? Your, your running back is not, your running backs are not wowing with their athleticism. So you have to put them in a better position and your offensive line can run block. Like, I don't care. There's people who think, oh, the Chiefs can't run the ball. I've seen the Chiefs run the ball. They they need to call better plays running the ball and commit to the run earlier as opposed to getting away from it. And I don't know, kind of rambling there, but those are my two cents. No, I completely agree. I don't understand. Uh, the I've said this already probably three or four times on this podcast alone. The days of the Chiefs being cute and, and running these plays that are catching people by surprise are over. So just quit it. Line up and play gosh damn football. I mean, I'm <laughs> sick and tired. Like, okay, it's obvious. Like, how is it not obvious to this coaching staff that it's not working anymore, Johnny? I just don't understand because the the deep throws, the Tyreek Hill burning guys by 20 yards, it is not working. That isn't to say that it's gonna, it will never come back, but teams are not going to play us as aggressively. They're just not. First off, we can't score in the red zone which teams are like almost begging us to get down there because I swear we play a different defense from our 25 to their 20. Because then when we get inside the 20, defenses step up against us. And I think it's because they know we can't run because point two, third and one and fourth and one, we are never getting. I am not confident in one bit of play calling and or personnel to get it done. And that includes our offensive line because, quite frankly, most one of those plays yesterday, I believe it was the third and one we went for it, 
in our own territory. Obviously, we went for it. We ran it and got absolutely destroyed. On the goal line, we were goal to go on like the two or less. First down, second down, stuffed, stuffed, which was very disheartening after running all the way down there. And we had to run a, a play action to Travis Kelsey. And we almost missed that because, like you alluded to, Travis Kelsey uh, had to go up really high for that pass, Johnny. I mean, he had to go high up to get that. That was almost disastrous. And then we can't score. We can't score on the one on, after the muff punt. You get three there. What is your mentality? That is just a mentality issue. I mean, people were alluding to. I think. Uh, uh, not, I think Joe Buck alluded to it or Troy Aikman maybe, one of the two alluded to it yesterday when we got that false start. Patrick Mahomes goes over and immediately is yelling at McColl. I mean, it's a, it's a team-wide issue. The mentality to just line up and hit somebody in the mouth is not there whatsoever. Um, we are incapable of it. We've turned into a complete just finesse team that only cares about themselves, and it's clear on offense. We haven't even gotten to defense yet. Let's talk about that bum-ass bitch, McCole Hardman, Chandler, how, how much they're trying to force the issue to this guy. It's, it's truly pathetic what he's doing. He's just not it. Like, that's it. He, he, he's just not the guy. And yesterday, multiple times, he had screw-ups, man. Like, three different times, this dude, he wants to fumble the ball so bad. Three different times, he basically fumbled the ball, right? One of the times they said his forward progress was stopped, which was such a lucky call. That was a fumble. So then, lucky. Then there, there was the goal line quick screen they threw out to him. Again, why are we giving him the ball in goal to go? It, because they're trying to force the issue. And he thankfully bobbles it because he would have been tackled for a loss. And then in punt return, he muffs a punt and, and, and recovers it. And he wasn't even close. I mean, dude, he is so, he is so not confident. And he's just pressing out there because there's other times too, like he, he makes the wrong decision every time when he's fielding a punt. Every time. He doesn't come up to get it as a fair catch when he, when he needs to. He lets it bounce and then they get a better spot. If he backpedals back inside of his own 10, then, he's, then he fair catches it. And it's just bad. It, it, he's just bad. And then he has the nerve to actually complete a catch, get up, field a little bit, and then he should have gotten flagged for taunting if they were going by their rules for this year. He gets up and talks shit to the guy on the ground. It's like, McColl, bro, you're sorry. Stop it. Like, st like, like, like you're bad. He's bad. Yeah. Like, okay, finally you do the right thing. So just go back to the huddle idiot what are you doing like i absolutely cannot stand him getting up yesterday and taunting it oh we should have gotten flagged for it johnny i've seen it flagged a lot worse i'm saying yeah but we'll uh here i got one more mccall stat for you chandler sorry okay. to interrupt Just you one know, more. give it to me please mccall hardman has run 314 routes this season he has seen 53 targets from patrick mahomes and it has resulted in one touchdown and zero games over 76 receiving yards. The guy is it just, it's just done. Like, he's done. So quit trying to force the issue. Nicole Hardman, at his very best, is DeAnthony Thomas. That's who he is. 
McCole Hardman is not going to fill the Sammy Watkins role, right? He is not going to do any of that. At his best, McCole Hardman is DeAnthony Thomas. And that's, and that's it. So you missed. Another draft pick that you missed on. Could have had DK Metcalf, could have had Terry McLaurin, could have had Deontay Johnson, but you missed. So, like, move the hell on. Stop trying to force the issue to him. If you're going to force the issue, I'd rather you force it to Tyreek or Travis. Want to touch on the point that you made about the deep ball to Tyreek? You are so, so right. The deep ball to Tyreek at random points in the game is just not working right now. You have to rely on somebody falling down or a blown coverage. And teams are stressing all week, play back, be assignment sound. And so the blown coverages are not happening, right? What are the times this year where you have had the deep ball connection to Tyreek Hill? Week one against the Cleveland Browns, he had the 75-yard touchdown on on the first play of the drive where Mahomes eludes a, a ton of pressure. They have a blown coverage. Mahomes is rolling right. He throws off balance. It's a bad underthrown ball, and the D-back just gets lost. So you got lucky there. Like, that's that's the blown coverage you're looking for, and he takes it to the house. The other one, you're against the Eagles. You're reeling. It's the end of the game, and they have a sellout blitz, and you just throw it to a spot because Tyreek's in one-on-one coverage, and the Eagles, frankly, should have gotten home. So that's when it works. Like, when you know it's a sellout blitz and you just huck it up into the air – or there's a blown coverage. That's just not happening throughout the course of the game. So you can't, like, you just can't do that. So when Mahomes says, oh, I just wanted to throw a deep ball to see if it was there. Bro, it's not there, and you're, it just, you're forcing the issue. So like we've been stressing on this show, and what you stress a lot, Chandler, just take what's there. Just do it. You're, you're not the 2018 Chiefs. You're not the no, 2019 no. and 2020 Chiefs. You have to you have to deal with what personnel you have now and how teams are playing you. And the way that they're playing you is to be a team that dinks and dunks down the field, doesn't turn the ball over, and plays better defense. And the Chiefs just don't want to play that way. No, and it makes no sense because our players are, if anything, our players are more capable of doing that than they are what they're doing now. So the offense has a lot of issues, and we can get back to it. Let's go to the defense, Johnny. You know, they get the brunt of a lot of criticism between you and me and the rest of the kingdom. Um, And I found myself yelling at them a lot yesterday. Uh, Again, I want this being – I want all of this taken with a grain of salt. I understand that Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there. I don't want to hear it. Um, I am taking this all into account, but Chiefs defense stinks. Um, it, I've never seen a defense play worse and only give up seven points. Um, I mean, Johnny, this game should have been tied. Uh, two special teams blunders. So you, you wrap that in with the defense because it's field goal blocks on defense, but I mean, it's a tie game, bro. I mean, this, against Jordan Love. Like, he really, first off, again, they ran up and down the field at will when they wanted to. We did, we barely, I, I thought we stopped it a little bit better, but it didn't seem very consistent to me. They passed everywhere. Our defensive backs are incapable 
of playing coverage uh, without getting a penalty. And I understand that it's a tough matchup for you against Devontae Adams, Traverius. But, dude, you're our number one corner, and you have been for some time, and you have the capabilities of it. So just play like it because he's not playing like that right now. Legereus Sneed had a nice interception, but, like, <laughs> finally, I guess, and it was against Jordan Love, so, like, does it really count? Because it wasn't a good ball. I mean, Legereus just positioned perfectly. Um, and, you know, it, the, the, the way I saw it was that the, the rookie quarterback just made too many mistakes. I mean, I can't help but think if the Chiefs defense plays like that against anybody else. We lose that game yesterday. I just – Johnny, I want you to tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think you're going to. <laughs> I like Legereus Sneed. He had another good pass breakup right by the front right pylon, kind of over his head, broke the pass up. But I, I'm, I'm with you because you're facing a guy, a quarterback, who's just not good. And uh, side note, Chandler, I mean, how did the Packers justify drafting him in the first round, trading up to draft him in the first round? Like, I, I mean, th- Jordan Love looked like a scared puppy last night. I mean, I thought he was going to puke from nerves on the field. Guy was terrified. And he's just, it's obvious that he's not on the same page with his receivers. And it's just bad, man. It's just bad. And and what's even worse, now, let me get one positive thing out. Melvin Ingram looked good last night. He had yep. four pressures. This is a guy you just brought in. Very first snap he had, he drives the right tackle, like, into Jordan Love's lap. If he can give you that, that is going to help with Chris Jones on the inside. Frank Clark who I do not like, but he was a little bit better. So, like, I think your front four did a little bit better, but it's your secondary that was bad. I mean, Jordan Love threw for, like, nearly 200 yards on you, and he had no idea what he was doing. The biggest blunder, I think, you know, how does Steve Spagnolo put Daniel Sorensen on the field in that fourth, that fourth down? You think, okay, <laughs> You really think it's Jordan Love? I know that, but look, you, you survey the field. The coach has been saying, like, find Sorensen, find Sorensen, and whoever he's on, go there. And what does he do? He goes to Alan Lazard, who's wide the fuck open on fourth down, and then Sorensen just gets shook and like misses on the tackle, and he just walks into the end zone. Like, why is Sorensen on the field? You know. Like put it, put him as he's your he's a four phase special teamer. Then like if you have to play this guy, if you love him that much, he does not need to be on defense. He is a liability, and it's known league wide. He's like the shitty kid that you have on the team that you bat last in baseball and put in right field in little league. Like the guy sucks. I'm telling you, like Daniel Sorensen, I'm sure is a nice man, a good father, a good husband. He fucking sucks at football. Get him off the field. What more do you need to see as a coach in Spagnolo? Oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, Sorensen, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll do some plays that you don't see and they won't show up in the stat sheet. Dude, fuck off. This guy is so bad. He's so bad. Get him off. Get him off the team. I'm, ser- I, I, I'm sorry, Chan. I know this is dramatic, but get him out. No, I, yeah, I want him gone now. Um, 
you know, I don't honestly think up until that point in the game, he was really playing that much because I don't really remember seeing him out there as often as I have in the past. And then would you believe it? We get down in a critical situation and he's like, oh, I've got to put Sorensen in because he knows the playbook. That, okay, okay, they get the first down. That's fine. It was a good route, good throw on the money, whatever, all that. So, okay, tackle him. Lazard is going towards the sideline. His momentum with that pass is taking him towards the sideline. So not only does he stop all of his momentum, he then pivots and ducks under Sorensen. With Sorensen only going one way, and that's through Alan Lazard's momentum. You can't knock him out of bounds. I don't understand. He's so bad, Johnny. Quarterbacks have a 158.3 passer rating when throwing at him. You know what a perfect passer rating is in the NFL, folks? 158.3! Quarterbacks aren't missing when they're throwing at Daniel Sorensen. It is ridiculous that he's out there, and Jordan Love is no, you know, he, he, he's no different than the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL that we've played through nine weeks. He picked on Sorensen, and they scored a touchdown. What is it going to take, Spagnuolo, like freaking Roe alluded to? What are these plays that you're seeing that we're not seeing? Because it's just bad. He is just bad at football. It's, it, he, yes, he's made plays in the past. You can't live in the past. It's the NFL. Get he rid just, of him. He just gets lucky because he may, when he do, if he's made a play in the past, it's been like at the very end of the game. So it's like, that's what's kept him around. If this guy is good enough to be on your defense and good enough to keep bringing back year after year, like why are, you know, you'd think other teams would be going after this guy. But in the offseason, this guy is just sitting around working out and you're like, hey, you want to play for a veteran minimum? Sure, yeah, I'll come back. It's been like that for like for years. I don't know if it's just like Andy Reid needs him on the team because they're BYU guys. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, man, because he does not belong on this team. He doesn't belong on an NFL defensive roster. It's so annoying. Why is he on the field on fourth and five at the 20 yard line? Right? I don't know. Fourth and five. Okay. They're not going to run the football. It was oh. a long, I thought it was six. It was like a long five. They're not going to run the football. So you're putting Daniel Sorensen on the field in coverage. You you said that and you said yes. That's the issue. Get him the fuck off the field, Chandler. This guy sucks. Yeah, I I honestly have a feeling if it continues like this, I think this Spagnolo might have to I think he might get fired at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, it's just flat out not good enough. Um, I don't think Andy Reid's a guy that's gonna fire somebody in the middle of the season um when it's quote serviceable. I mean, the defense isn't necessarily all that bad, but it's really bad a lot of the time. Um, I think you wait till the end of the year to get rid of him. Um, but say one nice thing about the defense, I like seeing Chris Jones back inside. It did seem to cause a little bit more of a pocket, uh, you know, collapse. Um, I don't honestly know that much about the Packers O line other than watching yesterday. I mean, I, I feel like they always have a decent offensive line. Um, I know Bakhtiari's out for the year, correct? Has been. I don't think he's out for the year. He just didn't play yesterday, but he he, he was he started the year on the pup, I believe. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of got after the passer a little bit. I mean, how much of that was Jordan Love just not knowing what to do and how much of it was our actual pass rush? I tend to lean a little bit more towards that was Jordan Love. I mean, Rodgers gets the ball out. First off, he can scramble and get the ball out because I felt like anytime Jordan Love was on the run, he was not wanting the pass at all. Rodgers loves throwing on the run. So there is a huge element that we missed yesterday. Um, thank God. But, uh, I mean, the D-line still, it's just a lack of production across the board. I mean, the fact that we're getting excited about Melvin Ingram having four pressures, it's like it's because we haven't seen it. Like, like T.J. Watt probably gets that in a quarter, you know? Hey, Chris Jones, get out of the neutral zone. What is this? Like, get stop lining up in the neutral zone. You do this for a living. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? That'd be like um, if I had an office job and I was like a bank teller and I kept entering the number nine instead of number six. Like, this is your job. It's an it's an easy thing. Get out of the neutral zone. It's like the third game in a row. Yeah, and we've ragged on the offense, the defense, the special teams, the coaches. Um, and I, the, the, the Chris Jones point of being lined up in the neutral zone, um, this will be my last point before we get to next week. Another week of just penalties, dude. Penalties everywhere. And it is nothing but a lack of discipline, and that only starts at the top. And like we say every week, I love Andy Reid. He's, you know, he he has been a phenomenal godsend to Kansas City. But there comes a time where you have to start doing something about these penalties. It's ridiculous how, like you said, Johnny, how do you line up in the neutral zone week in and week out? I get once a season, twice a season. But, dude, he's, like, approaching nine games in. I wouldn't be surprised if he has, like, legit three or four lined up in the neutral zone penalties this season. So, it's just, like, that is it's just not being corrected. And that is coaching at the end of the day. And to summarize this game, Johnny, I mean, hell of – not hell of, really. Oh, it's a good win. I'm hypocritical by by talking so much shit on this win because I all I'm a I think earlier in the year you kind of felt this way and I was like it's tough to win in the NFL we got to keep going but it really pains me to think that if they have one player we just don't win that game there's just no way you can convince me otherwise and um, that's a little concerning with. Um, our look ahead to next week and Johnny it's a big one it's the Raiders and Um, I think it's on Sunday Night Football right it is Sunday Night Football which I hate I know can you believe that like I am to the point now where I'm like embarrassed of the Chiefs product on the national stage I don't I just want to play a bunch of noon games my god I feel like a Vikings fan and Kirk Cousins like I just want to just I I I I don't know what to expect, and it's it's a game the Chiefs can lose. But, the I mean, the Raiders are in a horrible situation, right? Like, they are still, you know, 
freshly transplanted, right? They're in a new city still, basically, a new stadium. Uh, their owner is a weirdo. John Gruden <laughs> left the team because of some emails. Uh, Henry Ruggs killed someone in their dog, and he's a first-round pick, and he's gone. Today, Damon Arnett, one of your cornerbacks, another former first-rounder, gets cut from the team because of holding. he was holding a gun and basically threatening to kill people. And you're you're just absolutely reeling, and you just lost to the Giants. However, it's a it's a get right spot for them too, because yeah. you're it's a battle for the top of the AFC West. So can the Chiefs build off of the momentum from the end? Right, you see Mahomes back to himself for the first time in a month with that third and nine conversion running. He gets up, his linemen are picking him up. He's pumped up. He's throwing his fist. Fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Can you ride that momentum in Vegas on the national stage next week and finally unlock the team, blow up, and right the ship? Or is it more of the same bullshit? I don't know what to expect, but it's it's now or never. Do you want the season from hell, or do you want to fix this and and, and have a great story? It's up to these guys, because let me tell you, <laughs> this Raiders team wants to right the ship. They, Derek Carr wants to beat you. Max Crosby is a beast on the defense, and his ears are going to be pinned back, and he's coming for your ass. So you got to fix this. You, you just have to. It's do or die. It's week 10. Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out podcast. Boom. I see no better way to exit today's episode than that, Johnny Rowe. I appreciate it. To summarize, folks, Chiefs 13-7 in an ugly, sloppy afternoon in Kansas City. But as I always say, a win's a win in the NFL. Oh, uh, Las Vegas almost said Oakland. But uh, Las Vegas, Sunday Night Football, we will be back next week, Johnny. As always, I appreciate it, brother. Cheers, man.